1: What is going on? What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome into the Overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. That's today. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso'sPizza.net welcome everybody i am the voice of the overreaction buffalo postgame show my name is joe miller if you don't know already you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired you can also find me on facebook and twitter and youtube although i'm on twitter most places instagram i said twitter twice instagram facebook instagram and youtube did i say i don't even know what i said anyways welcome (laughs) welcome it's good to have you guys with us please do me a favor make sure you like this podcast this video and subscribe to the buffalo Rumbles channel or whatever channel you're watching on whether you're watching on facebook twitter or youtube or if you're listening to this in post as a podcast on victory sunday or victory monday or victory tuesday make sure you do us all a favor like subscribe leave some reviews all that good jazz, this program, as I said, is brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who is the Market Dominator? Well, the Market Dominator is my very good friend, John Spascheck, and uh, his team is the best in Buffalo. And this is a quick word from John. Introducing the Market Dominator. Folks, I'm
0: John Spascheck. that's right, the Market Dominator, and I am the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast, hosted by my good friend, Joe Miller you know his approach is absolutely outstanding it's excellent and that's what our approach is when we get into real estate we help our clients win just like our beloved team is doing week in and week out so folks if you want somebody representing you with the most cutting-edge technology using artificial intelligence and everything we can get our hands on to help you win you reach out to me directly 716 570 3298 we will answer our phone. And one more thing,
1: go Bills. Go Bills, big John. Do me a favor if you're looking to buy or sell a home, no matter where you are in the country listening to this show, please do me a favor and give John and his team a call. You will not regret it. I've used John in the past. He is the man. 716-570-3298. Well, that was surely one for the memory banks. (laughs) (laughs) Sean McDermott, we talked about it last week a little bit, that Sean McDermott just has a way of making these uh, preseason games. We'll use the word interesting. They keep you in it. And this was another one of those, and it was yet another unbelievable summer day in Buffalo, New York, where the Buffalo Bills, as we're going to talk about on the show, played host to the Denver Broncos right here at Highmark Stadium. The second meaningless game of the 2022 season is in the books as the Buffalo Bills defeat the Denver Broncos 42 to 15 in a game that outside of the first offensive d- drive by Denver, it pretty much felt as lopsided as the score looks. It literally, it, like, if you're looking at that, that score, 40, if you miss the game and, you, and, you, and you're seeing 42 to 15, this wasn't a normal, sloppy preseason game. The Bills drubbed them, drubbed them big time. The Bills, as we know, uh, you heard it a thousand times on the broadcast. Last week and this week, they've now run, won 10 games, preseason games in a row, which is an incredible feat, and it would be even more incredible except for the fact that the Ravens have won like 100. <laughs> that's, a, that's an exaggeration. They've, run a, they've won a bunch. It's like 20, but the Bills have won 10. The Bills have won 10 meaningless preseason games in a row, but we've got two preseason games down. We've got one more to go, and all things are pointing towards the NFL season opener, uh, opener, uh, the, the showdown, if you will, in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, against the Rams on Thursday Night Football, September eighth. We're going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about players. We're talking about some plays. We're going to talk about uh, starters. We're going to talk about you know the bench guys. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about this game. I'd like to involve you guys a little bit if we can. With that, we are Super Chat Live. This is a this is a recording of a podcast, as I like to say, every single week. So I am not ignoring you in the chat, although there are a whole bunch of awesome people, folks in the chat. I see Robbie's in the chat, Amanda's in the chat, John, Richard Rush, uh Rufus is in there, David Thorpe, Mark Johnson's in there, what Rich B is in there. Uh, who else I see? Carmen's in there, Karen's in there, like everybody's up in the chat right now. Everybody, Brian Belser's in the chat. I don't know if he's still around, but there's a whole bunch of folks. Smoker Freddy's in the chat. What's up, my, my guy? But uh, I'd like to involve maybe some of you guys if you've got uh, s- some some questions for me or some comments for me. Don't be afraid to super chat me. But we're going to talk about it once again. Welcome into the Overreaction Post Game Show, and whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym. With your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now, let me just say one more time, as, as I've already said it about 30 times, but I've got to say it because it's the official opening of the show. Doesn't begin until I say that. Let me just say one more time. Welcome. It's good to have you. Super good to have you. One more time before we get started. Hit the like button. Do me do me that favor. It was an incredible game. It was an incredible day like I said at the top, certainly one for the memory banks. Um, If you were at this game, this is one you're not going to forget probably for a long time, along with a host of other memorable games, if not just for that ridiculous throw by Josh Allen. Like unhinged ridiculous. It doesn't even, some of the stuff that he does not only do we sit here engrossed in this in this reality of not understanding how he's doing these things but we're borderline even still screaming just go down or just throw it away or take off or run look out get down pick pick your your flash phrase here to ignite the situation and then he calmly spins out of it Picks his eyes up, looks down the field, chucks the ball 50 yards down the field and hits Gabe Davis or any player in the end zone for a touchdown. It's it's borderline unfair. As much as we lived in a world for 20 years with Tom Brady twice a year, and it felt unfair because he was just a student and a master of the game. He was just he was a guy that would beat you. You knew the tight end seam play was coming to Gronk for the the, the game winning or the go ahead touchdown. You just knew it because they were setting the Bills defense up. You could feel it and then sure enough at the at the worst possible time for the Bills defense, Brady would th- hit that tight end seam to Gronk. Almost like the Bills never had never even seen the play before even though Brady had thrown it against this four times a year every year for 20 years. It's that kind of unfair but on a on a on a whole different level. Because what Josh is doing is borderline unstoppable half the time. How do you stop that? And that's the thing that's drawing guys like Vaughn Miller to the Buffalo Bills. That's the thing that's keeping guys like Matt Milano and Isaiah McKenzie in a Bills uniform. That's the reason that these guys are taking hometown discounts, which up until Matt Milano's deal and a couple others, we were like, hometown discounts don't exist. Stop, Bills fan, asking for them. Maybe this guy will take a hometown discount. He's not going to. But here we sit, guys taking hometown discounts. Vaughn Miller, OBJ, superstars wanting to come to Buffalo. He's the darling of the NFL. He's the darling of sports media. He's a good-looking kid. He's a lot of fun. He's down to earth. He loves this town. I can just end the show right here. Like, literally, I could sign off at this point. We're done. (laughs) Is there anything else to talk about? (laughs) Jessica Tennis with the first Super Chat of the show. Jessica, it's so good to always have you a part of the show. Appreciate you more than you know. Bigger, stronger, faster version of Aaron Rodgers. I can't say that I necessarily disagree. He's a bigger, stronger, faster. I think a better comp. And that, to me, what I wrote down in my notes when he threw that ball, and I'll get to it in a second, I wrote Farvesque. It was a Farvesk esque throw. He's a bigger, stronger, faster version of Brett Favre. Now I love Aaron Rodgers. And this is not a slight to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play football. But Aaron Rodgers, as much as he has that gunslinger mentality, he's got a technician mind to him. He's got, he's got, he's almost the perfect hybrid between Tom Brady and Brett Favre. He's got he's got he's got that technician in him, but he's not afraid to show off and cut it loose when he needs to, whereas Brett Favre was just all go. All show, all go all the time. Sun's out, guns out was Brett Favre. And that's a lot of who Josh Allen is. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Getting back to this football game. The Bills started the game, started the contest paying tribute through a moment of silence to the brother of Dawson Knox. Dawson, who was not with the team in this football game, was rightfully so, understandably so. I'm glad he was with his family. He was with his family as they are laying to rest his brother. What's interesting about this whole situation is Bills fans have begun to do what Bills fans do. Bills have rallied around the Knox family and the Knox charity, and they've donated... At this point, I believe the word is a hundred thousand dollars to the Punt Pediatric Cancer Collaborative uh, Foundation, a charity supported by the by by Dawson Knox and his family. I would encourage you, if you feel so moved, if you feel so led, to give in honor of Luke. Please do so. I would also encourage you to not seek details. It's none of our business. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of nasty rumors out there that are going in a thousand different directions. And at the end of the day, what a family like this needs right now is privacy. Privacy, a little bit of peace, some love, some hugs. And to be honest with you, nobody does it better than Bill's Mafia. Nobody does it better than you guys. Nobody does it better than me. I'm a part of you. Nobody does it better gra- gravitating to grabbing on with with, with both arms to a, to a cause like this. An overwhelming a family would support. No, this family doesn't need financial support necessarily. We know Dawson is an NFL player, and his parents live in Brentwood, and that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But Brentwood is an upscale suburb of Nashville. But I would encourage every single one of you, if you want to make if you want to make your voice known, if you want to make your voice heard, go to the Punt Pediatric Cancer Collaborative and make your voice heard there. Rest in peace, Luke. Getting back to this football game, the Bills crushed the Broncos. There's really no other way to say it. It was ridiculous. It was, it was almost, it was borderline. It was odd to see it. It was reminiscent of, right, the playoffs. It was reminiscent, almost like the offense picked up where it left off, but there were different players out there. It was strange. And they were running the ball, wildly running the ball all over the field. It it, it 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 felt oddly like a, li- a little bit like a preseason game of old and i think it's because the starters came in so when the starters don't play there's almost you, you gear yourself up to be ready to watch raheem blackshear and you get, you get ready to watch balen specter and you get ready to watch jake kumaro and these guys isaiah hodgins and whoever the backup quarterback is gonna be you, you like you like settle in and and you get ready to watch some things and see what you're going to see and try to project and predict and get excited about a player. When the starters come in and play and play the way that they did for basically the first half, and then the, and then the backups come in, the guys that we were so excited about last week, when they get, when those guys come in, there's a measure of, oh, it's those guys. <laughs> and what was even wilder about it is outside of a couple plays and outside of a couple players, they played incredible team football today. There wasn't a ton of players that really flashed or stood out. Yes, Raheem Blackshear did. Duke Johnson actually did, which is a conversation about the backfield, the running the running back room. We'll have that in a second. But it was just a total team win almost all the way around. Karen Idzik is reporting, I don't know if this is true or not, that earlier today it was $150,000. That's awesome. My sister Jamie's reporting $130,000 whatever it is, be a part of it, be a part of it. But like I said, the starters played first. There was good and there was not so good. The backups came in during the second half. And and I think, I think they kept the momentum going. They, they, They showed you, they showed us how tight knit, how connected, how ready to execute, how prepared this football team is because it's, There wasn't much of a a drop-off. Now, Joe, you're going to say, Joe, they played the Denver Broncos backups. That's true. They absolutely played the Denver Broncos backups. Uh, But dare I say that just the Bills backups playing last week against the Colts looked far better than the Denver Broncos backups. And I know that it's not apples to apples. It's preseason. There's no game planning. I can tell you this, Nathaniel Hackett, that is a name that should ring a bell to a lot of you. He was the offensive coordinator here in Buffalo under Doug uh, Marone's regime. Nathaniel Hackett was not happy with his football team after this game. They did not play well at all. The Buffalo Bills, just, just in case you had not heard this information, the Bills offense amassed 510 yards and scored touchdowns on each of their first six possessions. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Does that sound familiar to anybody? Does that? Be, it's starting to sound routine. It's starting to sound like, dare I say, a 90s Bills team, when every time you you knew every time the Bills offense had the ball, they were going down the field in about two minutes and 25 seconds and scoring a touchdown. This is exciting. It was also exciting to see it along with the first-team offense. It was exciting to see Ken Dorsey, who I think really kind of got into a rhythm. And that's one of the big question marks. As much as we have these conversations and we have these shows and all the shows are, are prediction shows about roster p- spots and who's playing well and who's not playing well and who stood out and who didn't and arrow up and arrow down and thumb up and thumb down and who hurt themselves and who helped themselves and who's got the leg up on this position now and who's playing special teams and who's not, blah, 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 blah. The reality is, is the most probably the most pressing conversation or concern for this football team is Ken Dorsey and how Ken Dorsey is going to perform. First time play caller, first time offensive coordinator. Yes. He's inheriting somebody else's system, but he's tweaking it and making it his own or making it his own. However, I would offer I would offer to you that there was a smoothness to his play calling. There was a understanding and a feel to his play calling that, again, one game ask me this question again week eight of the season, week nine or when the bills are struggling on offense. It just felt like there he was a part of the he, there was a flow there and he was feeling that flow. And it would make 100% sense. Ken Dorsey who's a former quarterback in college and has been around the NFL, I think he played in the NFL maybe a little bit. I don't know his exact history. I know he played for the Hurricanes and performed well there. It would make sense that he would kind of have a feel for the game. He's been here for several years with Josh Allen, it would make sense that he has a feel for what Josh wants what Josh likes to do. It's impressive. It's exciting. It makes me want and yearn for that first game of the season even more, regardless of the fact that it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game, which is a lot of the reason that Sean McDermott played his starters in this game. And we'll be interested to see if they play next week. But there was a crap ton of conversation, and and, and Coach was getting a lot of flack, catching a lot of flack on Twitter, on social media, in the news, in in reports, on national media about starters playing this week, Josh Allen playing this week. It was a controversial decision, in my opinion, to play Josh Allen and play a lot of the the, the starters on the D-line. That D-line, we all know why Von Miller's here, and Von Miller did not play. We'll talk about that in a second as well. But as much as Von Miller is important to this defensive line, you know, guys like Jordan Phillips, are, he's a role player. He's important as well. Guys like Daquan Jones is important. Ed Oliver is important. Greg Rousseau is important. These guys are important. Losing one of these guys in a preseason game could hurt. It was controversial. But the reality is, is, if you look at, if you go back and watch that first drive by the Broncos, that Bills starting defense was out of rhythm. Wildly out of rhythm, and they were very much tackling about as sloppy as you could possibly tackle. Now they did tighten up. They absolutely tightened up. Another, another bunch of talk from this past week was guys that flashed, and we talked about it on this show, Raheem Blackshire Isaiah, Isaiah Hodgins, uh uh Specter. There was a lot of names that just flashed, and like, so who was gonna flash from last week to this week? Did anybody flash this week? Or who was the expectation? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm almost more encouraged, confident this week and seeing a second half of backups that were playing team football and basically drubbing an opponent. Than it was last week seeing just certain guys here and there flash. Now, I'm not saying that you don't need to flash plays. What I'm saying is, is, and we all know it, we hear it, the clichéness of football being a team sport. It's a team sport. And when the unit is playing as a whole and playing cohesive football together, to me, that's far more impressive. Far more impressive than you've got than when you've got one guy that's all over the field making plays. Would I like to have both? Yes. But if I had to have one or the other, give me the cohesive team that doesn't make a mistake. It does what you saw this Bill's defense do. The second string Bill's defense do to that Denver Broncos offense. It was great. Now, I kind of know what you're thinking already. Joe, it was the Denver Broncos backups. It was. Absolutely was. But I would offer to you, and I think I may have said this earlier, maybe not. How did the Bills backups look up, look last week compared to the Colts starters versus the Denver Broncos backups looking this week against our starters? I think that's notable, and I think it's important to talk about. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I've already talked about it a little bit. But before we jump to conclusions or, or we want to pump the brakes a little bit, it was an impressive, this was an impressive day. For a preseason game for a bunch of guys that are fighting for roster spots. The key to this game was to work on their rhythm, not get hurt, right? We don't want we want to stay healthy, keep guys healthy, and that includes the backups, the guys that are fighting to make this team. But also to work on rhythm. That's why you play your starters. You play your starters to get them to work it, to knock off that rust. Don't press, but knock off the rust. It's weird. I, I don't understand the premise. And I don't understand this idea that, that starters in the NFL, guys like Aaron Rodgers, guys like Josh Allen, guys like Tom Brady, who's not even with his team right now, don't need to play in the preseason at all. I don't, as much as I completely understand, I'm wholly bought in on the side of don't get these guys hurt. It's not worth it. The amount of play, that this is why every fantasy league that I'm in, I try to draft after the last preseason game because it sucks when you when you're do an, a fantasy football draft and then a star wide receiver like Julio Jones back in the day goes down with a career ending injury, or not a career, a season ending injury. It sucks. Guys get hurt in the preseason. It's not great. I I get all that. I understand all that. When Gabe Davis is getting tackled to the ground, am I wincing a little bit? Yes. When Stephon Diggs is out there catching footballs, yes, I'm wincing. When, when Daquan Jones is in the pile, Tackle on the running back. Am I wincing? Yes, I'm wincing. I don't want these guys hurt, but at the same time, it's important to knock off the rust. That rust word is a fun word. I started to talk about it a second ago because we all know what it is. We all agree with it. We all hear it. We all feel it. When we go out there and we play cornhole and we haven't played cornhole all winter and we throw the, oh, I'm a little bit rusty. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means I don't have any focus. I don't have any flow. This doesn't feel right to me. I got to get back into some sort of a rhythm and a groove. But when we talk about NFL players not getting hurt all of a sudden rust isn't a real word. These are these are professionals, Joe. They don't they don't get rust. They don't have rust. It's not the same thing. Absolutely not true. The difference between practice and training camp scrimmages doubled over. The difference between a, a scrimmage and a preseason game is wildly different. The, the difference between a preseason game and an actual NFL football game when Everything matters is not even comprehensible by people like you and me. It's different. Completely different. But the Bills worked on that rhythm today in this football game. They stayed healthy. They did impress. They did a very good job. I feel like they did knock off some rust. The offense came out and basically picked up right where they left off last year, which was a little bit of a surprise after what we've been hearing and feeling in preseason about the Bills facing this defense. The defense came out opposite a defense that that has been – incredibly dominant so far in camp. Came out a little bit flat, a little bit, I don't know. Non-tackleish. We'll use that. Is that a word? Non-tackleish. Josh Allen was three for three for 45 yards and a touchdown. It was do I gotta go back to it? That throw was stupid. <laughs> that throw was absolutely stupid. Here's a question: Can Case Keenum be on this team now? Is that allowed? Am I allowed? Am I? Can I? Excuse me, everybody. Here, knock, knock. Um, those of you that wanted Case Keenum removed from this football team and wanted Matt Barkley to be the 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 backup quarterback last week, um, can Case Keenum play? Can he come out and play now? Can Case can can Case come out and play? Case Keenum, (laughs) as impressive of a day as Josh Allen had, and by and large, it was because of that one out of his mind. Play the last one for the touchdown three for three, 45 yards in a TD. Again, Denver Broncos backups. I'm not saying that they're playing the 85 85 Bears, that's not what I'm saying. They're not playing the 2000 whatever Ravens. You got to feel a lot better if you're a member of Bill's Mafia about Case Keenan being the backup plan, playing with the starting offensive line and the starting wide receivers. Case Keenum is capable. Case Keenum has a live arm. He's a very heady, intelligent quarterback. He's got a lot of reps. He's got a lot of at-bats. 30 what? 31, 32 years old? If Case Keenum has to go into a football game for Josh Allen and it matters, this kid's going to get the job done. And I can call him a kid because I'm a lot older than him. (laughs) 16 of 19, 192 yards and a touchdown in limited play. 16 of 19, 192 yards in a touchdown. Crazy. Crazy. Devin Singletary. Does anybody want to talk about Devin Singletary just for a moment? Oh, my gosh. Devin Singletary. I don't know if it's the scheme. I don't know if it's the line. I don't know if he's just that much improved. I don't know if he's feeling the heat of Zach Moss and James Cook. And, oh, by the way, Raheem Blackshear. I don't know what has gotten into Devin Singletary. Maybe it's Aaron Cromer. But, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the dude was hitting holes, hitting him hard and making guys and missing phone booths. Do we want to stop and talk just a moment for how crowded or talk about how crowded this backfield is? We thought... I'm the guy, I'm the dude that sat here and said, the most interesting camp battle, the most interesting preseason battle is that wide receiver room because it's so crowded and the Bills are going to have to make a tough decision. Holy crap. Who do you cut from this backfield? And I'm going to enter and offer up to you Duke Johnson. Here, Here's Duke Johnson as well. Because Duke Johnson played well in this football game. Duke Johnson is showing that he probably belongs on an NFL roster still. Zach Moss isn't going away. In fact, he's getting better. Zach Moss is proving why he got drafted, where he got drafted. Zach Moss is proving that he was injured last year, and, oh, by the way, it mattered, despite what guys like me said about him and his play. Zach Moss is showing incredible vision. He's showing incredible decision. He's showing incredible just... Balance and ability to find holes, which is something we have not seen from him since he's gotten here. It's almost like the game is slowing down for him, finally. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, James Cook. You're not cutting James Cook. He was unbelievable today. He's in my notes someplace. I'm way ahead. I'm I'm, I'm all over the place right now. Are you cutting Raheem Blackshear? Duke Johnson is likely getting cut. Are you keeping four running backs plus Taiwan Jones? Five? Five? I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what that answer is. Singletary look great. They all look great. All All the running backs. This is a crowded running back group. It's a crowded backfield. Incredibly crowded. And... I'm wildly excited about all three of the potential starters, and I'm unabashedly excited to see what Raheem Blackshear is going to do probably next week against a group of starters in in the Panthers. I believe they're playing, playing the Panthers next week. Unbelievable. It was a solid game all the way around for this football team. Solid game. Totally solid game. Got another super chat from Jessica Tennis. Jessica, coming in hot. Bean is trying to trade players, I would bet. It would be smart. So if we know something about Brandon Bean, he loves draft capital. Capital. He, we, he, he covets it. He understands it. He also drafts incredibly well. There are teams out there that are hurting at wide receiver. There's teams out there that are hurting at running back. So it would make 100%. sense to be looking to trade some of those guys. Heather Smith, thank you for being a part of the show, says Blackshear is a practice squad player for sure. He's only a practice squad player if he makes it to the practice squad. I appreciate that comment. Like, I agree with you to a point. But if Raheem Blackshear comes out next week as the feature back, which means that they're going to sit, Moss, Singletary, and Cook, and the dude plays the way he's been playing. And, oh, by the way, it's noticeable that the guy knows the playbook. Here, let me give you some information on Raheem Blackshear. So Matt Perino did a great write-up on him. So this is what Sean McDermott said about Raheem Blackshear after the game. He's got great juice, McDermott said. You can just feel him when he's out there. You feel the burst, whether it's in the return game or when he's carrying the ball on offense or catching the ball out of the backfield. He plays his role. Devin Singletary said about him, he's got it down pat like he's been here. He knows everything for the most part that speaks volumes about him as well. It just goes to show that he belongs in the league. Of course, everybody's journey is different getting here, Devin said, but I told him he's here now and he's making the most of it. When they asked Blackshear about his play, he said, one thing they've always teach me is to slow down. Having a veteran quarterback telling me the little things to beat a linebacker one-on-one. I have Motor Singletary, an older guy in the room that played the game. He helps me get better every single day. It's incredible. Like this kid, when you watch him run, he's determined. He's hitting holes. He's got great vision. He can get the corner and the edge. He's running through the tackles. He's returning kicks. He's got to make it to the practice squad. Raheem Blackshear is not necessarily going to make it to the practice squad if the Bills cut him. I would say it's highly unlikely. It could happen. We've seen crazier things happen before. But to me, highly, highly unlikely. Real quick, real quick, let's talk about the Western New York. Oh, I got to take that comment off the screen. Sorry about that. Let's talk about the uh, Western New York beer trail. Hey, Bills Mafia. We all know Buffalo is a drinking town with a football problem, and just like an Allen to Diggs touchdown pass, I have the perfect pass for you. The Trail Pass, that is. The Western New York Beer Trail and the 2022 Trail Pass is your passport to great local craft beer and other craft beverages in Western New York. When you purchase and use a Trail Pass, you get two price beers at 42 different area breweries. Think about that for a second. So that's like 84 half-priced beers. <laughs> that's a lot of beer. Bottle shops, pubs, uh, including a meadery, a cider works, and a distillery. And you score over $350 of savings inside the pass, just like a Bills Patriots playoff game you score every time you use it, or Bills Broncos game, for lack of a better way of saying it. The 2022 Trail Pass is good now through the end of the year and is available along with other beer trail items at the website, uh, www.westernnewyorkwnybeertrail.com. Click on the Shops tab to find everything that you want. They can also be found at the uh, Totally Buffalo store in Amherst and Orchard Park, Buffalo Gift Emporium in Tonawanda, and the One-Eyed Cat Brewing, or at One-Eyed Cat Brewing in Waynesville. We at Western New York Beer Trail are proud to support everything local, craft beer, small business, and local charities. Watch for our meetups and fundraising events along the way as well. Western New York Beer Trail, drink local, support local. We'll see you on the trail. Super, super thankful for Western New York Beer Trail and sponsoring the show. Check them out. Go to their website. So when this game started, I was surprised that Spencer Brown did not play. However, we know that he's still ailing from a little bit of minor back surgery. So offensively, you know, when the Bills took the field, it was Quisenberry in for Brown. Other than that, it was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Wide receivers to start this game: 13, 14, 15, and 6. So Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. Uh, Jake Kumero and Isaiah McKinsey. There was no that I could rec- recall or that I noticed there was no tight end in the game. So they kind of had Kumero in that slot in that big tight end spot. Running backs that started, Devin Singletary. On defense, all but Vaughn, Micah Hyde, and Jordan Player played on defense. Obviously, Micah and Jordan, they're trying to keep them healthy. Is it, they're a little dinged up. I don't think Jordan's even clear to play. And then Vaughn is, you know, Vaughn's going to do Vaughn things. Uh, the two starting corners were Dane Jackson and uh, Kair Elam. Uh, they did, in the second series, mixed back in. They swapped out Elam for uh, uh, Christian Benford, which I thought both those guys, while there were some great plays being made by the defense, specifically one A.J. Epinesa, they kept getting called back because of defensive penalties. I thought, by and large, the corners played well in this football game. Clearly, there's no game plan. The tackling hasn't been great or wasn't great early in this game, but that's why they play. If I need to remind you of what I'm talking about, the first Denver drive was 13 plays, thir- and, it, and it culminated in a 33-yard field goal after about nine and a half minutes. They were on the field for nine and a half minutes in that first drive. The Bills could not get them off the field. Not It wasn't necessarily ideal. The offense, however, started smooth. We have already talked about Josh Allen at length. Stupid good. Like, that play was – it's just not fair. 29 yards, officially 29 yards to Davis. The ball probably flew 40-something yards. Not necessarily on a rope, but they went there with some encouragement. (laughs) They got there in a hurry, and my notes say – 29 yards to Davis on an oh shit play. And that doesn't mean he was, as much as he was being bothered, I wasn't saying oh crap because he was like about to get tackled. I was saying oh crap because I can't believe he just did that. This is where my note about Brett Favre is, it was about as Favre-esque as you will ever see. Brett Favre just out of the pocket, making crap happen, spots a guy downfield and chucks it as hard as he can. But I'll be honest with you, I the note I typed after that throw was, I have seen enough of Josh, <laughs> and I meant in that game, maybe for the preseason, and sure enough, they pulled him. Thank goodness the defense came to life in the second drive. A.J., Lawson, Jordan Phillips, all of them played well. All of them played super well. And then Case, came, Case Keenum took the field. He just had some great throws, man. Just kick can play, play football moss with great vision. So this is what I liked about this football game. And there was a lot. There was a lot to like. To be honest with you, I'm glad I'm not a writer at this point because writers have to write what they didn't like. If you're doing a thumbs up, you got to do a thumbs down, right? There wasn't much to thumb down. A cu- couple defensive penalties, right? I mean, it, they, they, they said the stat in the game. They said that uh, last year, 36... Illegal contact penalties Penalties were called all season, and they called 20-something last week. The Bills got flagged for several today. It is what it is. What I liked. I loved the way the defense rebounded. I loved the way they rebounded after coming out in the first. As much as they executed bend but don't break perfectly, that's literally what they're coached to do. Keep it in front of you. Make tackles. If you give up yards, fine, but hold and force either a turnover on downs or a field goal. As much as they did what they were supposed to do, you just don't want to see it go nine and a half minutes and end in a field goal. You get several of those in a real football game, two, three of those, nine and a half minute drives, and in field goals. The opposing team puts up nine points, and if your offense is not on point and they're not scoring touchdowns, it's a bad day for you. A really bad day. I love the rhythm of the starting offense. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't ne- I've never talked much about A.J. Epinesa, but I thought A.J. Epinesa played a great football game. Even though the, the his flash plays, his splash plays were negated by penalties. I thought AJ Epinesa played a really, really good football game. My last note here is just players who helped themselves. I felt that Zach Moss continued to show why the Bills drafted him. I said that earlier. James Cook had some phenomenally amazing runs. His contact balance is one of those things that I've talked about on the show because the, the scouting report on him is that he does not have good contact balance. That one that he had off the right side, he got hit several times and actually ran through. It was He was determined. He hit the holes fast. He hit them hard. He was hit in the holes. I thought he played well. And my, oh, my, I don't even know what to begin to think about Raheem Blackshear. You're talking about a guy that apparently just wants to be on this football team so bad that he's going to force his way in. It looks like that's what he's doing. Real quick on the stats for this football game before I get you guys up out of here, probably a little bit early, unless we get something in the comment section worth talking about. As I said, Case Keen led the way for the Bills quarterback, 16 of 18, 192 with a touchdown. Matt Barkley, 7 of (laughs) 8. The Bills had 3 incompletions in this whole game. (laughs) 11, 21, 29 attempts, 3 incompletions. For 300 and almost 400 yards. 370 yards, it looks like. No, 270 yards. My bad, almost 300 yards. That's insane. (laughs) Absolutely. Insane. Raheem Blackshear rushed. 5 carries 58 yards for 11.6 average. Duke Johnson was 9 of 55 for 6.1. Duke Johnson everybody. Duke Johnson, come on. Two touchdowns. Devin Singletary 4 for 39, 9.8. This this is either adding up to the Bills have have locked on to something or that Denver Broncos defense is really got awful. Even the second stringers. Like if the second stringers are this bad, what is the level up to the first stringers? It's it was bad. James Cook, 4 for 38 for nine and a half. Zach Moss, 4 for 19, 4.8 uh, with two touchdowns. It's crazy. Got in the Super Chat from uh, from Dan Frederick. Dan, what's up, buddy? Thanks so much for uh, joining the show and being into uh, the Super Chat What realm, if you will. Joe, raffle song aside, how much do we have to raise for you to also do? Hit me, baby, one more time in full Britney Spears character. <laughs> The number does not exist. (laughs) If you want me to sing, I can sing Hit Me Baby one more time in an appropriate key for me. So context for everybody. And I probably, oh, I don't even know where I could find it. Can I find it? So um, context for everybody. So what he is talking about is he is talking about uh, this. I got to I got to remove his comment. So Dan is referencing the karaoke night that is going to happen uh, the weekend of the weekend preceding the home opener against the Titans. So karaoke night put on by Jay Spence the King, uh, official Bills Mafia karaoke night fr- Friday night, September sixteenth, twenty twenty two, eight p.m. to twelve a.m. at the Heights, 3, 3148 Main Street in Buffalo. And basically what he's talking about is I have been selected uh, to have. My song raffled off, yay me. (laughs) And he's asking the question with his super chat, how much money would have to be donated to this charity? How much money would have to be, uh, you know, from a raffle standpoint or from a bidding standpoint to have me sing, not only sing Hit Me Baby One More Time, but also do it in full Britney Spears character? The number does not exist. So, I would probably sing Hit Me Baby one more time, but I'm definitely not getting up there and doing all that. I don't even. (laughs) I know that's probably not the answer that you're looking for, but that's the answer you're going to get. Now, you've totally sidetracked me, bro. What was I talking about? I was talking about stats. So, I love you. I love you, Dan. You're the man. Uh, Receiving Khalil Shakir. So, this is what I loved about this football game. One of those other things when we talk about it was just a solid game. Nobody like crazy stood out. Khalil Shakir had three catches for 59 yards. Gabe Davis had two for 47 and a touch. Stephon Diggs, two for 33. Isaiah Hodgins, three for 28. Jamison Crowder, two for 22. Raheem Blackshear, two for 21. Jay Kumro, two for 19. Tavon Austin, two for 18. O.J. Howard, three for 16. Quentin Morris, two for 14. I mean, James Cook had a catch. Isaiah McKenzie had a catch. Devin Singletary had a catch. I mean, the ball went everywhere. The ball went absolutely stinking everywhere. And, oh, by the way, they cleaned up the mistakes from last week. There were no turnovers in this football game. <laughs> Dan, Dan comes back and says, oh, a number exists. The number may exist. Okay, here. Here's the thing. And this is where it gets um, – I want to use the word shady, getting back to the, the Britney Spears karaoke song. It gets shady because there's a number that would have to go to charity – Right, so there's the charity number. So this number is what we're going to pay to charity, and then there's the number that's going to have to go to me, <laughs> which is why it's shady because that's not what's supposed to happen when something's for for charity. <laughs> oh man, you guys, this this crew that watches and tunes into this show, y'all are y'all are one ones of a kind, ones of a kind. So it's incredible. Uh, real quick on tackling stats, Andre Smith led the way with six tackles and an assist. Jamarcus Ingram had six. Balen Specter five for two. Had a, kind of a quiet game, but he had five tackles and two assists. Jaquan Johnson, five. Terrell Dotson, three. Joe Giles-Harris, two, 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 two. And it kind of just trickles on from there. What do we have going on in the chat? So let's do this. I've got a couple minutes because I ended a little bit early with my, uh, what you want to call it, with my script. Do you guys have any comments or questions for me? If you've got a question for me, Toss it in the chat right now. It's good to see Sterling Furrow up in the chat. Sturls for the girls will be here in Buffalo for uh, Home Opener Week. If you've never met Sturls, please do me a favor. Get to Buffalo for the uh, Home Opener. Even if you can't go to the game, come out for that weekend. It's going to be great. So between the karaoke night, uh, we've got other events going on. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm missing an event. Oh, the Resurgence Brewery Megapod thing that's going on. I'm sure stuff's going to be going on Sunday, and then obviously all day Monday. But Sterlings is going to be in town. It's good to see you, Sturls. Also, his show, the pregame show, is coming back soon. The uh, I believe it's uh, the uh, it's not offsides. What intentional grounding? Look at that. No notes, Sterling. No notes, and I remember the name of the show. Intentional grounding will be returning soon. Sterlings, do me a favor in the in in the comment section if you're still there. Let us know when it will air on Sundays, or at least how many hours pregame so people know to come check out the pregame show, the exclusive Buffalo Rumblings pregame show. Got some questions. Uh, so Bernard was quiet today. Uh, Pimeruto says Bernard was quiet. He was, which was fine. David Reed says no punter controversy today. There was correct. There was only one punt, and it was actually a good punt. I think the hang time was 4.6 or 4.8. Matt Hawk kicked it down to the 12, kind of a little pooch punt, which is what he was absolutely supposed to be doing. Charlie Emler, I can see corner being a problem in our first game against the Rams. I want to agree with you, Charlie. I want to 100% agree with you. The the History, however, has told me that McDermott and Leslie Frazier are going to be able to scheme this team in, in such a way that it's not going to be as big of a problem as you possibly think it's going to be. However, that team is going to be a lot to handle. You might be looking at a situation where it's a Buffalo Bills, LA Rams game, that it's a race to the finish. From the from the sounding gun at 60 minutes until the end of that game, it's a race to see who can score the most touchdowns. And I know that you're thinking, well, that's how every game is. No, I'm talking different. Sprint, not a marathon. I'll let the season is a mar- marathon. Sometimes games are a marathon. Sometimes games are a sprint. That game might be a sprint. Our offense versus their offense, and it might be another – Buffalo Bills, San Francisco 49ers, I believe in 1993, the no punt game when both teams just scored touchdowns all football game, the whole football game. That might be another one of those. Sterling Furrow says, Sundays, 11 a.m. Eastern, Eastern, rather. Make sure you tune in. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Daniel Frederick says, who is your current wide receivers that make the roster? This is tough. And the reason the reason for me that this is tough is because I believe that the Buffalo bills. So you've got Dan, you've got clearly everybody would agree if you in the, in the comment section, who do you, who, who are your six wide receivers in the comment section? Maybe seven. So when you talk about wide receivers for this football team, Stefan Diggs is a lock. Gabriel Davis is a lock. Isaiah McKenzie at this point is a lock. Khalil Shakir is a lock. It's looking more and more like, Jamison Crowder, you you saw him today with the first team, is a lock. You also saw Jake Kumaro with the first team today. And then you've got Isaiah Hodgins out there, who is a guy that they are putting more pressure on in a good way, relying on, putting him in there in critical situations. He's in there on all special teams. I think those seven guys make this team. And here's where the controversial part of what I'm saying is: the controversial part about those seven guys making this football team for me is I think they might jettison some relied upon special teamers that they've traditionally had on this football team. I think they're setting these this team up to release. I don't know who, but release, release potentially release guys like Taiwan Jones. And I know this is crazy talk. Taiwan Jones. I I can't imagine Tyler Medikevich, but some of these guys that are kind of like a special teamers or some of these guys that are on special teams that have been there before. I think they like all of these wide receivers a lot. And I think, I think they're doing everything they can to give themselves a reason to keep seven of them. That's what I think. And it's funny because Daniel Gowry says Diggs, Davis, Shakir, Crowder, McKenzie, Kumaro for special teams if they keep seven Hodgins. And that's what's funny about this is Kumaro is a special teamer, primarily. Hodgins, as much as they've had him on special teams, it seems like they want him more for a wide receiver, right? Dan says, Taiwan, uh, uh, Saran, Neil, Medicavich, Kumaro, all in the roster just for special teams. That's too many. We'll see. We'll see. Daniel Frederick Fred, Daniel Frederick, uh, Frederick. says uh, that there's going to be a pig roast at the Mafia house for the home opener, so make sure you don't miss that because I'm just going through the comment section. Scott Blakely, why hang on to Hawk? Let him try to get employed. It's a foregone conclusion. If I had to be a... Matt Hawk's a good kid. Matt Hawk can play football. He's an elite holder. Genuinely, awesomely amazingly nice dude if i had to guess the bills have to make four cuts they have to get that they're at 84 right now in the roster they have to get down to 80 on tuesday i think it's 6 p.m it would not be a surprise to me if the bills do what the bills always do which is actually make all of those cuts sunday potentially monday before cut down day matt hawk might be one of them might be one of them we'll see We'll see as I'm noodling through the uh, – da, 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 da. so Daniel Gowry says they're not cutting Taiwan Jones or Medikevich. I can't disagree. Like, I agree with that. I just – at some point, you have to. At some point, Taiwan Jones is not going to be on this roster. The question is just when. John Osborne, I like this, as seven receivers, two tight ends. And when you've got receivers like Isaiah six 6'3", Jake Kummer, who I believe is also 6'3", you can kind of float in that space of seven receivers, two tight ends when one of them is a big blocker like O.J. Howard is. Amanda says, I'm glad making cuts isn't my job. You and me both, Amanda. (laughs) Jeremy Barnes says, special teams haven't been good enough with Kumaro to justify his position over Hodgins. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I have seen Kumaro as a gunner. I remember Kumaro as a gunner last year, and he made some plays. And gunner is a very specific, important position, uh, specifically on the punt team. And I don't know that that's just easily replaceable. So I'm not I'm not in the camp that Kumaro isn't valuable. I think he is. How valuable, I don't know. We'll see. Daniel Frederick says, uh, Stevenson may benefit from that injury. Stevenson is absolutely going to uh, either PUP or IR for sure. He's, he's, they're still saying, I believe, he's weeks away from playing. We'll see. We will absolutely see. But there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Ooh, as I hit the microphone with my water. There's a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, Monday, don't uh, be uh, don't miss the Off Tackle with John Fina show. And myself and uh, former Buffalo Bills offensive tackle John Fina will be live right here on the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel. 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Tuesday, the Code of Conduct with my guy, Jay Spence the King. 8 o'clock on Tuesday. Wednesday, the Hump Day Hotline. Still coming at you live. 8 o'clock on Wednesday. Thursday, the Buffalo Nerd. Friday, Food for Thought and then next week we'll see what happens next week for this show cuz i got a post game show coming up uh yeah so but uh, yeah we'll uh, i'll keep you posted on that one i got i might have a surprise for you you might be surprised next week we'll have to see but uh a lot of cool stuff going on a lot of excitement this team's good yo this team is really really good and i can't wait i legitimately just cannot wait for september 8th my God, I want to win that football game. I do not want to come out of that game on the wrong side. It, it it's going to be an amazing game, regardless. But man, to start the season one and zero, oh, a, a year that we're supposed to go to the Super Bowl and win. Like let's just let's just do this thing. What let's just run the table from we from the start of preseason all the way to the Super Bowl. Wins, W's the whole way. Let's just do this thing. What do you what do you say, Bills Mafia? Let's just freaking do this thing ladies and gentlemen you've been tuned into the overreaction buffalo post game show brought to you by the market dominator team on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network presented by picasso's pizza i'm the voice i'm the host of the overreaction buffalo post game show my name is joe miller you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired it's always good to have you guys i love every single one of you cannot wait for the home opener where i get to hang with y'all chill with y'all cheer some beers with y'all eat some food with y'all and cheer on our Buffalo Bills. For Joe Miller, for Buffalo Rumblings, for everybody in Bills Mafia. Love you. See you soon. Go Bills.